A history lesson from cattle sales to bucking horses, the all-beef program from Allied, questioning the norm, and lots more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale, Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our top news story, and this one has been blowing up all over social media, and all I got to say is things are getting awful weird out there. Six cattle died mysteriously in Texas. You heard me right. With their tongues removed, the hide around one side of their mouth completely gone. The cause of death for the six animals is unknown at this time, that according to the Madison County Sheriff's Department. The cattle were found along Texas State Highway in three counties, Madison, Brazos, and Robertson, with each animal part of a different herd and in a different pasture, that according to the sheriff's office. Five of the animals were adults. One was a yearling. It wasn't immediately clear when they had died, and the sex of the animals has not been disclosed at this time. Investigators with the Madison County Sheriff's Office discovered five of the deaths after ranchers alerted authorities to a dead six-year-old Longhorn Cross cow, according to a statement. The grass around the bodies of all six animals was undisturbed with no signs of struggle, no footprints, no tire tracks were found. That according to the sheriff's office as well. Oh no, it gets even stranger. Ranchers also reported that no predators or birds would scavenge the remains of the critters. The sheriff's office noted that similar incidents had been reported across the United States and it was coordinating with other enforcement agencies to try to find out more. Back in 2019, authorities in Oregon found five dead bulls in the same manner. Those deaths prompted theories that include everything from carrier bugs to starships to spaceships to cult killings, that according to the AP. It wasn't clear if the deaths were even solved at that point. An FBI agent who investigated an earlier wave of mysterious cattle deaths on tribal lands told the Associated Press that there was no indication that anything other than common predators were behind the deaths. I told you all this one got really weird. Now, another news, I'm going to call this one beggars can be choosers. What McDonald's Corp found to be a hit outside the U.S. is proving to be a tougher sell domestically, it seems. A week after the fast food giant introduced what the Chicago-based company calls small but tasty improvements to its burgers, an online backlash ensured. The revamp of the Big Mac, McDouble, and classic cheeseburgers and hamburgers includes a caramelized flavor that stems from adding white onions while grilling the buns. In effect, at some McDonald's locations in Denver, Vegas, L.A., Portland, Sacramento, Salt Lake City, Seattle, and Tucson, the change had onion haters flocking to social media, while McDonald's argues that folks can always choose to customize your order. The newly griddled onions still prompted tweets of concern. One patron posted, as someone who hates onions, I'm worried about McDonald's new policy of cooking onions directly on the grill. He says, I won't eat White Castle burgers for this very reason. And that is a look at news that is going across cow country at this time. Man, it got weird today, didn't it? Well, I'll take that. Here's the guy. 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 Here's the gu
Bull Sale Report time. Everybody loves when we talk about the bull sales. Starting out in ideal South Dakota for the Jorgensen Land and Cattle Production Sale, their 51st annual, by the way, an average on 170 Angus bulls, 8762 with a sale top of 100,000. Staying in South Dakota with Linskoff's LT Ranch, 207 Charlet bulls with an average of 10,715 and a high-selling Charlet bull of 150,000, second high-selling bull of 100,000, and then 107 Angus bulls at Linskoff's LT Ranch. 15,584 was the average with a high seller of 130,000. Congratulations. Volmer Angus Ranch in their 46th annual production sale in Wing, North Dakota. 115 Angus bulls averaged 66.41. Five open registered heifers averaged 5,200 even with a high selling lot of 47,000. Piers, Minnesota in the DLCC Ranch, their 31st annual production sale, South Devon Poundmaker and Navigator Cattle. 71 bows averaged 47.54, 47 open heifers averaged 24.67, and then 10 fall bred 3 and 1 pairs coming in with an average of 5,100, a high seller, 22,000. That bull heading to New York. On to Ohio in Optum Angus. 55 Angus bulls came in with an average of 13,370 with high selling lots of 52,500 each. Wrapping up in Salina, Kansas at Farmers and Ranchers Livestock, these are heifer pairs now. Calves on the side. These are blacks, black, white face, and red pairs, 29.75 all the way up to 3,050. Yeah, y'all heard me right on that. Jim Jensen with Lucky 7 Angus talking feed efficiency, talking your program. Well, questions are coming in, Jim, and and people have said that you have been challenged. Your program has been challenged. Why is that? Why? Um, <laughs> probably because I, uh, I'm i the disruptor in this industry. We had an article written, and I was sitting at the window, and the guy was writing in the article, and he, I looked at him, and he, well, at the start of the article said, Jim was looking out the window and he says, I may be the most hated man in the seed stock industry. And then I went, looked back at the cattle out the window and looked back and he said, and if I'm not, I should be. We tell the truth. We tell everybody the holes in the industry and then we try to fix them to make our customers the most profitable. And so definitely everybody's out there questioning us because because we make too much sense. Um, the customers, the cattle customers that we have, um, our, our customers, they absolutely believe in our program and they understand it because they see all of the results. The people outside always question us because they've been told, oh, you, you can't go out there and buy those cattle because that guy's starving the profit out of them. Well, starving the profit out of a cow isn't doing what we did. We've had 35 years, little by little, bit by bit, getting these cattle to where we can feed them a lot less. So it's a lot of stuff for people to digest. There's a lot of things that haven't got better. We are not getting paid for all of these wonderful things that they're telling us that we have. Um, so it's just boo-boo. And we're going out there and making things that absolutely make people money, like feed efficiency, longevity, um, four-year guarantee, cattle to, uh, or better survivability because of our path, things that absolutely make sense. But it's hard to digest. We want to make most things that make the customer money. Jim Jensen with Lucky 7 Angus. More questions coming in in regards to your program, Jim, and reproductive efficiency. We're going to tackle that one next week. If you have some questions for Jim, 
You want to put them on the on the hot seat per se? Just give us a call at 707-726-2420. You can text me at that number. You can email me ranchitupshow at gmail.com. It's the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Coming up, we've got the history of the bucking horse and a little bit more of the cowboy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Spring has sprung, and I know you have everything going through your mind from calving to spring planting. Are we going to get enough rain? Are we going to have enough hay? I understand this. But remember, it's not too late to add Allied Genetic Resources genetics into your bull battery. Now, spring may be here, but bull buying season is far from over. There's still lots of Allied sales one can attend. Make a difference and add Allied Genetic Resources to your program. You'll be glad you did. EquineMarket.com puts you in control of buying and selling horses of all breeds and disciplines. The easy-to-use online platform at EquineMarket.com offers private treaty sale, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Horses never leave the farm until the buyer arrives, and because buyers connect directly with sellers, there's no middleman. Sell horses and hay on your terms today with EquineMarket.com. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale for 2023 starts with horse racing. Six days with paramutual wagering, May 6th and 7th on Derby Days, coinciding with the Kentucky Derby. That'll be shown live in Mile City. Mother's Day is also special with moms free to the races. And more races added May 19th through the 21st. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. For schedule and tickets, go online, buckinghorsesale.com. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Rich in its ranching and rodeo history, the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale, well, it's coming up fast, and it is a must-attend for all things Western rodeo, horses, and the cowboy way of life. John Morford, the president of the Board of Governors with the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale, has been with us the past few weeks bringing updates and features of what is happening in Mile City. And the best way to describe it, or as John and I have talked, is the word pure. Yeah, and this history of how it came to be, this one is really, really neat. I, I get all wound up, and it's the announcer in me, of course. I mean, we get passionate and excited about it because we're we're seeing something uh, and you use the word pure. I think that is the best way to describe it. We're seeing something pure do exactly what it was intended to be and, and with all the happiness and joy in the world. So how did uh, how did the buck and horse sale come to be all the way up to Mile City, Montana? This, I think, is a fascinating story. It is. The sale here actually started the very first inkling of something going to go on here was back in 1950. There was a gentleman here, uh, his name was Les Bowie, he owned the Livestock Commission here. Uh, and he had a son-in-law who was, uh, his son-in-law was Bob Pauley. Anyway, Les and Bob, a guy consigned some cattle. They bought some cattle in Ecolac of Montana. And so they went to go get these cattle, and this guy had some horses, and he just threw the horses in on the deal. It's more like, here, take these horses with you. I don't want them anymore. So they had Bob and, and Les and Bob had these horses. And so they decided, well, let's do something with them. So they just kind of rounded up a few more in 1950. And they had got some ranchers to come and with their, with their hands. And they had a bragging rights deal. And they had a little one-day event. And that went over so well that the following year, in 1951, they organized a whole sale around that idea. And so 1951 was the very first year of the official Mile City Buckingham sale. 
And one of the things I think that is really neat the way we've expanded is uh, we get the the best of the best bronc riders uh, in the in the world that come into Mile City. You talk about lineage and pedigree of the horses. It's the same way with our bronc riders, right? I mean, it's generations deep of some of these these guys and gals that are coming into Mile City that. You know, dad rode Bronx, granddad rode Bronx, great granddad rode Bronx, but also for those uh, those young guns that are coming up the ranks and they've dreamed of being a cowboy. And, and boy, howdy, I mean, that's uh, so many of us dreaming of being a cowboy. And now is their opportunity to get on some Bronx and, and they can go up against the best of the best, not just the bucking horse themselves, but the best of the best bronc riders in the world. And you know what they say, John, you're only as good as your competition, right? That's right. That's right. You spoke of it there. There's been some great uh, history here uh, of bronc riders coming. And I mean, I'm, and I'm not speaking, we, we have some tremendous bronc riders now come for our Sunday match, but you look back at our history has been in that arena and, and, and rode in front of the crowds at the bucking horse sale. I mean, there, you know, people like, Larry Kane, uh, Wally Badgett, the Teshers, High Whitlock, Johnny Lay, uh, Common Years, Colin, you know, Colin Murnion, Pat Langer, both the Paulies, Bud and Bill, Doug Wall, Richard Baum, Ronnie Rosen, Denny Lohman. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the names go on and on and on. You know? you know, one thing that we always touch on is the, the bucking horses. I mean, everything is around the bucking horses at the sale. But, I mean, there is... Uh, so many family activities. I mean, there is more going on in just three, four days in Miles City than one can imagine. And I tell you what, if you're bored during the bucking horse sale, I guarantee you, you're not even in Miles City. You're not in the right that's, place. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the uh, there's so many downtown activities in the park and the different events, parades, and uh, barbecues. So many events that are geared around the Buck and Horse Sale. There's lots of different things to do besides our event, our concert. Uh, all three days of the sale, we have one of the biggest trade shows in the region. So there's no reason for anybody to be bored over there. Now, we, we talk so many times in, in the livestock business, in the rodeo business, in agriculture, in the conservation business, we are very much encouraged to tell our story. And it's to those people that are consumers, those people that are purchasing our product. And it's literally every single one of us that is listening to this program as we speak. We all fall into that category because we are either A, a producer, or B, a consumer. We're all together on this. So there's always that push of, we need to tell our story. We need to communicate. We need to open our doors, open that gate, invite people into our lifestyle of how we do things, how we have evolved how we have listened to those people that, that come out and enjoy our Western way of life. So, John, if, if you had to give a message to those people that have never been to the Buck and Horse Sale, and let's even stretch that a little bit more, not just the Buck and Horse Sale, but those people that are new to the Western way of life, or you know, because of shows like Yellowstone, they're getting more exposed to it. If you had to give a message to those people of why they should come to Mile City, Montana for the world-famous Buck and Horse Sale. What would that message be? All of us on the Board of Governors, we hold on to our job very dearly. I mean, and it means so much to us. We work hard to ensure that the underlying theme of this event reflects the value that we place on the importance of preserving the, the cultural and historic traditions that we all hold dear in this part of the country. I mean, the traditions of cowboy life, 
the values of hard work, integrity, self-reliance, uh, the independence of the cowboy life, all those achievements like that are something that we think, believe need to be celebrated. And we just think people can learn from that. And uh, we're, we're so happy to share that. Somebody comes to the Buckingham Sale, you're going to interact with so many different people here. I mean, from the rodeo contestants or the stock contractors or the contract personnel, the people that own businesses here, those of us that live here. It's a way to celebrate the cowboy way of life. That's why we call it the Cowboy Mardi Gras, because it, it's just something that uh, you'll never experience anywhere else in the world. And it brings out the cowboy in each and every one of us. Yes, it certainly does. Some people take that as a derogatory thing when they say, oh, they're dressed up like a cowboy or something. We consider that an honor when somebody that maybe doesn't normally wear a hat, a Western-style hat, buys one and wears it here. We, we don't find anything wrong with that. We celebrate that. I mean, we welcome you to the fold, and uh, we hope you can, by spending two or three or four days with us, that you can take home a piece of us and uh, share it with the other people you know. Just like going to a concert. You wear a T-shirt of the the people performing, right? Or if you go to a, a ball game or you go to a Minnesota Vikings game, I'm going to pick on the Vikings fans. So you go to a Minnesota Vikings game, and, and you're going to wear a Vikings jersey, right? I mean, if you're if you're going to a hockey game or you're going to a basketball game or your your high school kids ball game, you're going to wear those colors. It's the exact same concept at the world famous Buck and Horse Sale that we love when you come and you. You don yourself in the attire that, that so many of us are cut. Like you said, that cowboy hat that you wear, we that is a symbol of pride and passion of what you do. And we take it as a tremendous compliment when you come and you celebrate with us and you put that hat on and you say, you know, I may not do this for a living, but I am so willing to celebrate a lifestyle right with you. Right. I may dress Western 95% of the time in my life, but if I go to a football game, I'm probably going to be wearing a jersey. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with the people that are there, and we enjoy that same thing when people come to see us. So we, we welcome all that. John Morford with the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale. Always a pleasure, sir. For more information and for a schedule of events, just go to buckandhorsesale.com. That's where you can get your tickets as well. May 6th and 7th is coming up fast, and that is Derby Day races. And then Mother's Day races is happening on May 14th. May 18th is the kickoff concert with Mitchell Tenpenny followed by May 19th, which is the first day of events, May 20th, the second day of events, and then wrapping up on Sunday, May 21st, the final day of events. Beck and I are going to be out there, so look us up, give us a holler, and looking forward to seeing you at the world-famous Mile City Buck and Horse Sale. Now, Kirk is on hold as we speak. That means we're talking markets and numbers when we come back. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Stop by your local sale barn or livestock center and grab the latest issue of the Tri-State Livestock News. From the latest cattle market reports to various news stories within the ag industry, the Tri-State Livestock News covers it all. You can also check us out at tsln.com. And for those of you that might be interested in subscriptions or advertising, please give me a call, Tracy Hawk, at 406-951-3211. The Tri-State Livestock News, what ranchers read. Livestockmarket.com puts you in control when buying or selling commercial livestock, seed stock, or show stock. The easy-to-use online platform at Livestockmarket.com offers private treaty, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Animals are sold before they ever leave your place. 
And with LivestockMarket.com, there's no middleman. Buyers connect directly with livestock and hay producers. There's no easier way to find buyers for cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, and hay. Sell on your terms today with LivestockMarket.com. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale for 2023 features one of the largest one-day match bronc ridings in the world. Sunday, May 21st at the fairgrounds, a PRCA-sanctioned event with 32 of the best bronc riders in the world riding for a $50,000 purse. Sunday, May 21st of the Bucking Horse Sale weekend, parimutuel wagering also available. Find the schedule and tickets online, buckinghorsesale.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. It's that time of day when we check back in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, which, by the way, if you're just tuning into us, you can text the word cattle, C-A-T-T-L-E-2, 33777, and you can get on board and get Kirk's free newsletter coming your direction via email each and every week. So, Kirk, what's going on with the numbers? Well, Tigger, good morning to start with. And as of Friday, April 21st, May feeders closed the week at 212.15. That's at $4.05 on the week with the CME feeder index at 203.10 of $1.79. That leaves the basis in negative 67.50 versus April futures. Friday did have a cattle on feed report that was slightly bearish or bearish, depending on how you look at it, with 95.6% on percent on feed versus 94.9 expected. Placed was 99.4% versus 95.6% expected, so a, a bigger place number for sure than the market was expecting. The marketing number came in at 98.9 versus expectations of 98.8, so right right as expected on the marketing number. June live closed the week 164.40, that's up 75 cents on the week, with cash trading 173 to 77 in the south and 179 to 183 in the north. That left our five area weighted average down $1.81 at 178.54. The basis versus April futures is positive $4.56.5, so definitely an advantageous basis for the April sellers in the cash market. The weekly slaughter was 622,000. That's 9,000 head more than last week, but 42,000 head less than this week last year. Choice boxes closed the week at 306.60, so above that $3 mark, that's $3.98 higher on the week. In conclusion, December corn closed the week at five dollars and forty-seven and a half. That's down twelve and three quarters on the week, with the U.S. crop progressing at a normal pace and Brazil also maturing as we would expect it to. So, a real quick question for you before I say fairly well. You said compared to last year, forty-two thousand head less uh, running through the plants uh, being harvested this time of year compared to last year. Is that a number? that is to be concerned with at this point? It is a number to be pay attention to for sure. So it's that balance between higher prices and lower volume, right? At, at some higher prices, the lower volume is enough. And so where that balance is out is the key and unfortunately the really hard part to predict. Question coming in for Marty Ropp, our genetics partner with Allied Genetic Resources. Marty, tell us about the program All Beef. All Beef is a company that came about as the genetics business is changing. It is a group of producers, a large group of producers, who own genetics in common, whether it's donor cows, uh, uh, AI bulls, 
um, whatever the, the, the cutting edge genetics that they need to move forward. We we're making sure that they have access to those genetics and that everybody has access to those genetics. So these bulls aren't locked up in fancy syndicates and things like that. The semen's available uh, to everybody who wants to make progress, you know, in, in the beef business. And it just, it made sense uh, to put that together ahead of time uh, so that when those animals became available, uh, they could be um, procured and, and owned. Uh, the embryo business is growing as people realize the actual cost of owning donors and, and putting all your money in one basket. Um, so it's a it's it's a genetics ownership business kind of designed for uh, where we think the genetics business is headed. Your neighbor's going to be your friend, not your competitor. Like all of our uh, our businesses are designed, all beef is is that same kind of thing. We're about we're about fifty stud bulls, thirty five forty donors currently. Again, we provide opportunity for people to move forward at the at the speed that they are comfortable with. Looking to expand that genetic selection. Maybe you didn't get those bulls purchased that you wanted to. Maybe you did, or you just want to add a little bit to it. The Allied Genetic Resources Semen Directory is online as we speak. Just go to AlliedGeneticResources.com. You can click on the Semen Directory and see the entire list of bulls that are available. And if you have any questions, get a hold of Beckeri at any time or the crew from Allied Genetic Resources. I tip my hat to you from one legend. To another. Now, before we say fairly well, we want to give a big tip of the hat to the next generation that is wrapping up your proms. Those that were creative with asking those dates, taking them to town and cleaning up the trucks and the tractors. Now that's cool. Now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Jim Jensen with Lucky 7 Angus, Marty Rop. Allied Genetic Resources, Mark Vanzi, LivestockMarket.com and EquineMarket.com. Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and John Morford with the world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. A big thank you goes out to our partners, the world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale, Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com. RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text me 24 7 at 707 Ranch 20. That's 707 726 2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>